You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome back to Super Mega Crash Beyond. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, my co-host, Alicia Finley. Happy Monday. And we say that with a little bit of sweetness. <sighs> yes. This 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 weekend sucked. Uh, this weekend's rough. Yeah. The weekend was rough. Yeah. Because, uh, granted, by the time we're recording this, we have not heard of a third... Oh my gosh! Because right. yeah, you know, Richard, yeah, yeah. But we lost yeah. two, in my opinion, comedic legends this week. Yeah, yeah. And both are known for a sitcom on NBC. Right. Oh, true. Yeah. Just two different yeah. decades, and yeah, it yeah. it hurts. I, it really does. Like, I know Richard Mole really got me because, like, I mean. You and I, we've talked about it on a podcast. I don't know if it's been this one in particular or just like other ones that we've done together with Night Court and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. You grew up watching that. Like, I know he's got a lot of other work. It's kind of like Lowell with Wings. I understand there's this large bevy of work that they have done. um, But you always go back to that first thing that you just, you remembered, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, what, John Larroquette's all that's... He, out of that he, cast now, huh? he and Marsha Warfield. She's the Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think what, what bothered me the most is you you already kind of saw like with the revival that John Larroquette had come back, so you're like, okay, so this kind of keeps the door open for any other potentials. I was hoping we'd see a ball, yeah. But even then, I mean you'd we'd already lost if you <laughs> I know it's a little bit more than this, but if you think of the core cast that most people remember mm-hmm. three of those six are already gone which is harry uh charlie marky robinson post. and marky post yeah. so yeah. they they had already passed and then so you're thinking well at least maybe we we might get to see richard maul come back and marshall warfield come back along with john mm-hmm. larroquette and then now yeah. it's kind of i don't know and, and yeah. i was really hoping that I don't know, just something, you know, yeah. we've got to get, get to see him in that role one more time. And because mm-hmm. he was good. Yeah. And he was good in a lot of things. I mean, I don't want to just like narrow it all down to, you know, night court, but like, that's just what I remember as a kid. Right. And right. we always watch that growing up, you know, so that's just like the first thing I think of um, when I see him or hear his name, you mm-hmm. know, um, ugh, hearts out to them, you know, and yeah. his family and all of that. But, yeah, and then um, Matthew Perry is that that's hurting me, yo. That one's this one's getting to me. I, mm. I shed a few tears over that one, and I might again. Yeah, he. Uh, I watched 
the crap out of that show. Mm. You know, we were kind of talking before we started here. It was like when I first moved out of my uh, my first home, you know, got my own first place. Um, I never had cable and uh, we used to buy, you know, box sets of things on DVDs that you like to watch. You know, yeah. everybody had a lot of DVDs then um, once we were finally getting off of VHS. And so I had the entire box set. Like I even remember my mom would get me a new one like each year until I had because I want to say it was still <laughs> on for a little bit before when I moved out. Um, and then it ended in like 2005, I think 2004, 2005, mm-hmm. um, was when they wrapped it up. So I ended up having all of them and with no cable, like the hubs and I watched that show so much, probably much to his chagrin at first, but now he can quote it right along with me. So what if he's like, I don't like, yeah, you're a liar. You're, <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> but, oh, that one hurts. This one really hurts. I grew up with that guy and I I watched him a lot. He was great. I loved that show. Whatever you guys want to say about it, it doesn't matter. Like, I loved it. And as I'm seeing today, must have been a fan favorite all around as far as like the full cast, not knocking any of them. But there was something a little unique about just Chandler. Yeah. You know, like how he was being presented, Um, you know, this hurts. This one hurts a lot. Well, as I, I was kind of telling you also off mic, uh, he was probably one of the highlights of the show for me. He was always someone that I knew I was going to laugh at mm-hmm. for whatever crazy thing that he was doing or, or saying or whatever. I just, I loved his character. I loved everything about Chandler. He's probably my favorite. His cadence. Out of the, yeah. Was a very unique also. Could I be anymore? Insert whatever you want to put here. Mm. You know, like probably one of the most quotable. I mean, I know they've all got them, right? You know, mm-hmm. like we'll always have Phoebe with Smelly Cat, right? Like everyone's always going to do that. And, um, you know, Jennifer or her character, like they they had their own. But I want to say out he probably had the most quotable one-liners that people would use or even just saying things in his cadence how he would present it um was very unique and very much when you heard that you knew who we were talking about like he made that character what it was and (sighs) delivery yeah the line delivery is such a it's a it's a very specific thing that certain actors can do and make it 10 times more funny than it probably was written on on the page like oh, yeah. you you hand it to two different people and one is going to say it in such a way that you're just like this is so funny and probably maybe didn't even know that line was supposed to be funny yeah. and just somehow but uh, it's he made it work yeah. yeah how it said and he he always seemed to just deliver on the way it said in just all the right ways so I don't know. Man, yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, ugh, heartfelt condolences to his friends and family and all of that. And hmm. ugh, I'll miss you, man. This sure. one hurts. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go back and watch some of that. Because that was also um, <laughs> The Whole Nine Yards, which I know yeah. wasn't an amazing movie hmm. by any stretch of the means. But, and I don't know why I had it, but I did. And I know that that was another one that I watched a lot in my very first apartment because I had like that and a couple of other DVDs. And I always played that one in the background uh, mm. while I was falling asleep or something like I knew it well enough. So, Matthew, you you brought me a lot of uh, a lot of joy mm-hmm. over your uh, your body of work. And uh, 
I'm sad that it got cut off way too soon. You were way too young. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. I think uh, the last little thing I've got, and it's so random, but I always think about it when I think of him. And Mm -hmm. I think it was probably one of the biggest laughs I ever got out of him. And it wasn't even on Friends. And it's such a stupid (laughs) fucking line, but it brought me such joy. Is there was a movie he did called Fools Rush In with Mm -hmm. Selma Hayek. And I'll probably, another one that I watched a lot because... I had such a big crush on her, and I thought of he was course. funny. So the two of them yeah. together, I was like, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, you just wrote a movie for me. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But she was introducing him to her family, and I mm-hmm. I guess there was some guy in the family who was maybe like an ex-boyfriend or something like that, someone who's sweet on her. And she's like, uh, I'd like you to, I'd like to introduce you to Chewy. And he goes, hi, how you doing? Luke Skywalker, nice to meet you. <laughs> and it was just like everybody. He knows how to just slide it in there where you're like, wait, what? What? Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. It was just like that. Everybody just kind of stared at it. It was like, oh, okay. And yeah. I don't know, like the very first time I heard it, it was just the funniest shit ever because I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. And I laughed at it a pretty good while. So, yeah, he brought me such yeah. joy. Yeah, like this. Yeah, I don't even know what else to say. That was another great movie. I know. Even uh, he had a couple of other short-lived series. I know it was like Studio sixty, um, which was maybe a season or two. Mm. I don't know. I feel like that one was really short-lived. Um, but all I could think of is, my God, I'm so happy they got to do that reunion. Yeah, yeah. A couple of years back on HBO, I know everyone was wanting like some show, like a catch-up show. I kind of like leaving it where it was. Mm-hmm. You know, we can just imagine that they all kind of just went off and their happy differences. Monica and Chandler are raising their their twins off somewhere up to, you know, upstate and somewhere nice. And, you know, Phoebe and Mike are off having their own fun. And Joey's just always going to be Joey. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but what they did, I think, was good. I very much enjoyed watching that reunion. Um Again, all the nostalgia feels for me, you know, getting to see them all together and just so weird to see them 20 years later. Like, I can't Mm. even, like, wrap my brain around that it's been off the air that long now, like, almost. Like, I'm getting so old, Steven, and I'm not a fan of how it's dragging me along here when I can say 20 years ago. Like, that just feels wrong. (laughs) This doesn't feel like something I should be able to say. But... Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to say a little bit about that because this one really hurts. And yeah, it meant a lot. And he brought me so much freaking joy and such a quotable character. Man, I'm just sorry I got cut off so soon. And yeah. I hope now you're at peace, whatever that means to you, you know. Hmm. Well, mm. I don't want to veer off too too far from where we're kind of going. I know we're doing tangents at the moment or we might be going down that road, but yeah, (laughs) something I kind of wanted to comment on where you talked about where people would have been disappointed or were disappointed. They didn't do a new episode or something like that Mm -hmm. to catch up with everybody. You know, as well as I do, no one would be satisfied based on whatever setup that they had created on where these characters are now. But then you have to ask yourself, so why are we dropping back into their lives 20 years later just to see what's going on? What, what, what are we doing? 
Like what has mm-hmm. changed? What what do we need to what know about? What would be about? our complication? Yeah, what <clears throat> would be the need? I guess unless you did like some made-for-TV movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a friend's movie. But yeah, what would be the point? Right. What would be your plot line? What would you need from it? And I feel like we got that already. Yeah. I understand missing them and wanting to see them together again. Because believe me, when the show went off the air, I was also very crushed. I know it went 10 years and that's an amazing freaking run for anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like... Five years is an amazing run for for good shows. Um, And it broke so many records. I mean, international success. You know, Mm -hmm. like those those people couldn't go anywhere anymore. Anywhere. It didn't matter. They knew you. You've been dubbed in a million languages. You know, Mm -hmm. like you are you are out there. Um, God, yeah. I just I think what they did was perfect, though. Right. Like just having that get together, watching them kind of reminisce back on set. Um, getting to chat with you know an audience or whatever and talk about it I think that was I think that was perfect yeah I think that was really good and I'm happy they were all able to make it well the reason I kind of brought that up is it made me think of a show that is actually doing just that coming back after 20 years and actually reviving it and I don't know if you've get uh, had a chance to to give it a watch but Frasier came back Oh, I knew it was coming back, but I don't think I realized that it had started. Yeah, it's on Paramount Plus. Should I? Is it worth it? Like I have been enjoying it, believe it or not. Okay. I don't know what the consensus is in the overall audience, but me personally, I have also kind of missed that humor of Fraser Crane and some, because some of the sure. jokes and everything, I don't know what it is about them. They're not said in a way that I guess every other sitcom does it so that when you hear these little digs or these little jokes, they just seem so sharp, like razor edge sharp. And it's a different type of society that we're watching, too, because like most of our TV at that time, we're watching your everyday blue collar guy, girl, family, Mm. you know, making their way through whatever situation we've put them in, you know. But since they were more like an upper class or at least saw themselves that Mm. way, for sure. And he was. I mean, he was a prominent radio personality. And I mean, obviously, the set dressing was to indicate they had money, you know, so. That comedy could cut a little, a little different, yeah. you know, like it, someone might say a little more cerebral. Like, I, I don't know if we want to go that far with it, but I mean, it's going to be a different level of digging at each other when you're freaking high class than just like blue collar workers, mm. you know, like there's, there's a different level <laughs> of insult that comes with it. Yeah. Like there was a joke in one of the last episodes that I watched, he had for context, now, what, it, what has happened or what this series does, kind of what I kind of posed with friends. Okay, what do you do if we're going to re-enter Fraser Crane's life at this point yeah. in time? So he has moved back to Boston to okay. have a little bit more time with his son, whom he's become estranged with. So if okay. you remember in the old series, his, you know he was married, they had a kid. We never really saw his child at a grown level, maybe... 10, 11 at oldest, you know, something like that. So we never actually got to see what their relationship could be like. Now his son is grown Mm -hmm. and they're just polar opposites of one another, obviously. You know, his son Mm -hmm. is a lot more grounded. I think he's a fireman. He just, you know, wants to live a regular life. He doesn't need anything fancy. He's not 
he's not his dad. He's not his dad's mm-hmm. family. He's more right, like right. his he's more like his grandfather who they oh, actually yeah, mention yeah. passed away and and that's right. actually how they they start uh, a lot of it is that he's kind of moved on from that. I think he even because I had to remember where they left the original series off, and he had moved to Chicago to start a talk show. Okay, I'd I was forgotten say, about that. I don't that. remember either. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they referenced that that his talk show had ended sometime. He's kind of moved on, but he got celebrity fame from that talk show. Kind of going from. I, I hope it was like a Jerry Springer. Well, it Chicago. started like. I mean, he went to Chicago for crying out loud. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> like it's apparently started as kind of a, I don't want to say Dr. Phil, but a, a show where he was actually talking to people, trying to get to the root of their problem. Like they showed mm-hmm. like early episode of that or something like that. Where he's like, yes, we, we need to get to the, to the root of your trauma. And then mm-hmm. fast forward to an episode toward the end of it. And, and it had become Jerry Springer esque where it's just oh, like nice. chaos and yep. he's just reveling in it. And that's mm-hmm. the, that's the personality people remember. They don't remember, you know, very, the very serious Dr. Frazier Crane. It's yeah. like, Oh no, I'm crazy. Yeah. So that's the context there. So now he's trying to, start a new life in Boston. He gets a job at uh, Harvard, I think it is, to teach. Hmm. And his uh, the dean wants him to spice up his class and wants it to be like the old show, like really get the kids uh, engaged because that's what they want, you know, right. and sets him up to, puts him in his class to where it is that, and he doesn't want any part of it. He's like, I, that's a part of my life I want left behind. So he runs out of the class. She's chasing him down. She's like, wait, 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 Dr. Crane, Dr. Crane, you have class. He goes, at least one of us does. And it was just, I don't know, that sharp little dig. And I was like, yeah. So well, maybe I'll give it a shot. I don't know. I think I'm getting bitter from all the things that we're just remaking where I'm like, I've seen this show. Yeah. But, like, but I, you know what? I'll at least give them credit because I know that was another thing too that they they kind of argued about, or I heard complaints about that uh, David Hyde Pierce was not in the show, or uh, Jane Leaves. I was going to see who all came back. Yeah, none of them are in the show. I heard Roz was going to return, but I haven't seen her yet. I don't know if she's. I haven't caught up to the most recent ones, but okay. I feel like you're you're. That's okay. I genuinely think that that actually kind of works in its favor because then you're not trying to just shove the nostalgia down. The same show. And be like, hey, look, it's the characters you all know. It's like, all right, so now we've just taken Frasier. We've supplanted him back to the city where we saw him, but we're not even doing the cheer stuff. Now, granted, you have that opportunity because he is back in Boston, but you're not jumping to it. And I, I think I even heard the showrunner say, we have to earn that. We, we're not there yet. He's like, let's establish uh, what we got here. Then maybe we'll talk about doing all that other stuff. Yeah, he said, like, so, right now, just let's... Just for fun for the audience. Yeah. Like, here's a little something for you. Yeah. Like, they've even they, they've made a reference to it. Uh, I think it was in the first episode where they were at a bar or something like that. And someone had made mention of, like, you didn't have a watering hole. He's like, yes, there was one. And... That's where they left it. He didn't talk about it. He just kind of yeah. mentioned it in passing. So I thought, okay. Yeah. So you those things happened. It's been many years now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh boy. Anyway, uh, yeah. 
I do want to touch on one other thing, and then I want to jump into what we want to talk about today. Yeah. Because I just want to piggyback off of last week's episode, kind of expand mm-hmm. upon uh, some of my Spider-Man 2 escapades since I got to play it, and since you weren't yeah. here for it. I was not, unfortunately, yeah. but, but it sounded like you had a fun time, though, regardless. And and, yeah. and you, uh, you enjoyed your birthday celebration? I did. Yes. I did. Yeah. Good. I, we never go anywhere, so we actually left for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't do those things. I know. Like, slept somewhere else in a different <laughs> state. Like, yeah. Like, what? what? I know. Probably Ohio when we went. That might have been the last time we went. Oh, yeah. Ohio, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we just don't. Anyway. But, yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, so with, I, I don't want to go too deep into it, but, uh, I've just been enjoying the game, obviously, and mm-hmm. the things that are going on, the, the added, uh, I'm trying to even think of what I really wanted to, to just touch on without going too deep into it. Story-wise, I'll just, I'll say this cause I, I don't think I was too deep into it, but story-wise, I have been right about a few things that I assumed, and then they added a few little wrinkles that I thought were perfect for this world that they're creating. It's almost like they found a way to do these stories. What this is what Marvel should be doing, okay? (laughs) The 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 movie stuff where they are inspired to take a, a version of a story from the comics, and then they adapt it into something. That pays homage to it, but also does its own thing. And I was like, that is wonderful. I love everything you're doing here because you're mixing it up. You're you're giving me this thing I'm familiar with, but you're also stirring it up a little bit and being like, I see, see what we're doing here. We're connecting these dots like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was wonderful. And I'm going to do light spoilers. So if you don't want to know anything about it, uh, five minutes. Five minutes. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that might be too much. So... Venom, Mm -hmm. specifically. This is the thing I didn't really get a chance to talk about. Venom, when they said, who's going to be Venom? I think that was the big thing that they were not touching on and be like, we're not going to say who Venom is. I immediately, seeing everything that they were presenting, I was like, I know who Venom's going to be. And as the story played out, I was right. Terry Osborne. Okay. okay. I knew this was going to be the way now. How it all played out, I don't know. Because even the way they kind of presented the story, he and Pete are on, you know, they're they're friends. They're best friends. And they've been on, Mm -hmm. you know, a great place for a while. And then at some point he finds out Pete is Spider-Man. Then he uses his suit to go help. And he has what I call the Agent Venom suit, which is a thing that they did in the comics, which it was somebody else who had the suit, but it looks like armor. But it it's very sleek kind of design, so he was able mm-hmm. to use that, and now he's your, you know, working side by side with you as Venom, or yeah. whatever you want to call it, whatever, before yeah. he became Venom, if you will. And so I thought, that's cool, because you're, you're yeah. paying homage to that thing, and then as it progresses it gets worse they separate he comes back together and then that's when everything goes bad the craven bit there was a story in the comics called craven's the last hunt that's mm-hmm. what they're doing with craven in this and i was like oh my god that's that i see what they're doing now yeah there's nice, fun there was even uh dr connors who becomes a lizard if anyone if you remember him from the movies or not he was like had one arm 
removed, mm-hmm. and he was trying to find a way to regenerate that, and that's how he became the lizard. Okay. They showed how he lost it, and he lost it investigating the symbiote, which mm-hmm. is alien in origin. They they pro- sure. they said that, and I was like, oh, because I thought it was going to be some scientific experiment. But they stuck with the alien origin. I thought, that's cool. So yeah. when they found it, it attaches to Connor's arm and starts trying to rip it off. And they're just like, you got to remove it. So they cut his arm off. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. It was a nice wrinkle. It was something new. and I, But it worked within the context of the story. So Good. those little changes like that have just excited me to no end. Because I was like, you're telling me these things the way I remember them. But also with a remix. And it works. Making it's, it fun for you because it's new. Yeah. It's, but it still makes sense with the world you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I'm, I'm loving everything about the story. I feel like I'm... I'm on the, the last third of the game, I would say. Like, okay. I don't know if you remember seeing anything in the original game, but there was like a point within the original game where you went from having a normal city to everything almost kind of coming under martial law. So there was like a lot more like enemy bases and stuff like that to where it almost seemed like it was in a militarized state. And yeah. I won't say it's exactly like that, but I feel like I'm in that portion of the game where things around the city have changed. And okay. I'm excited about that. Plus, I think I know what they're going to do for DLC now. I'm oh, really yeah. excited for that because there was a character in a side mission that they were calling the flame. And there's these uh, people who were like part of this arsonist cult going around burning shit around the city. Mm -hmm. And they showed the leader and I was looking at him and they weren't calling him anything but the flame. And I thought, I wonder who this guy might be, but I think I have a hunch. Sure enough, I was right. It's Cletus Cassidy, the guy that becomes Carnage. And they didn't, they didn't necessarily say it out loud like that. Mm -hmm. It was almost kind of like a a passing thing. But in one of the story missions, one of his goals was to get the symbiote suit once he found out about it. And I thought, well, come on, that's gotta be him. And then there was even a conversation later on where he's talking to a, a, a police friend and she starts naming off aliases. And then one of them happened to be Cletus Cassidy, and I thought, fucking A. So, I don't see that story progressing here, because I feel like that side mission was done, but I guarantee you that was a seed planted for DLC. For DLC, So, I'm excited for that. Excellent. For sure. But, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. I just wanted to to touch on those if if you're unfamiliar or wanted to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about... The Continental. The Continental. Yeah, it was a a mini-series that uh, Peacock put up, um, I don't know, over the last month or so, Yeah, it's been been about the last month. Yeah, I want to say maybe it's been a week or two since the the last one dropped. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I don't know if people remember me saying this. And, again, I can't remember where I've had these conversations with people. But I always said that I thought it would be kind of cool to get some sort of movie or in this case i guess miniseries on like just the continental like mm. what is the story around just that hotel don't i don't even need john wick in it none of that kind of stuff we've seen his story it's cool it's great i love it don't get me wrong but what about this hotel so when i saw this come up i actually did get a little excited i'm like i hope they did this well mm. because i've been wanting something like that 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to start. Like, so you, you, you got through it, right? Like, yeah. And, uh, I, when now I'm familiar with, I don't know how many of the John Wick movies have you watched? I've seen all of them. Okay, you have seen all of yeah. them. I have only seen the first two, and that's not for a lack of not wanting to watch them. Three, I, I actually have a copy digi- digitally, oh, yeah? but I just I have yet to get around got to longer. it. Longer, like, yeah. Even by the fourth one, I'm like, guys, almost three hours. Like your first one was an hour and a half, a nice tight hour and a half, and it was beautiful. What are we doing? Yeah. Even I had a little bit of a. <sighs> To it's, go see the fourth one when it's, I saw how long it was. <laughs> it's that thought process today where they feel like everything's got to be like that Killers of the Flower Moon four-hour movie. Yeah, like we're in a day and age of TikTok where nobody has any kind of attention span. However, movies are like, but we want you to spend an eighth of your day with us. Yeah, it's like, man, come on. <laughs> yeah, like I love your movies and everything, but we can... Let's let's tighten it up a bit. Mm-hmm. Let's tighten it up. You know, there's always areas I can see that wasn't needed mm-hmm. that for whatever reason you added in that I feel like would not have detracted from the story, would not have confused any of the audience, especially when you feel like you need a 10 minute sex scene. Those could absolutely be cut because I'm sorry, there's no need. I-, I know you might like it and people do. And that's fair. And outside of an actual porno there's no real reason to spend that much time on it. Which I'm like, kiss, lay down. We get it. Yeah. Move on. I've saved you 10 minutes. There was there was at least, there was one scene where there was a sex scene and then there was another scene where one was about to happen and then they just cut and it was like it was done. Beautiful. And I, and I thought, That's right. what you do, man. Like, yep. I don't know why we're so obsessed with all of that. But anyway, it, when I'm watching them at home, I fast forward. Yeah. Because like, it's just dull. I get it. I know what you're doing. Hmm. Done it a few times myself. There's no <laughs> surprises, you know, so let's move on, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, been there, done that. Thank you. Um, but yes, anyway, that was just my point of areas that could be uh, cut in most any film, honestly. Like right. I said, outside of a porn, I get that's why you're there. Yeah, okay? sure, sure. Those I get. You showed up for the for the sex, right? Mm. <laughs> um, but outside of that, yeah, it's never needed. It, yeah, well, like I said, for, for context, I've only watched the first two. Again, not that I have no interest. It's just I have not, Getting for around. whatever reason, gotten around to part three. Part four was coming out, and I thought, well, I'll when that drops, because I guarantee you that one's also going to show up on Peacock at some point. And Probably. I, I will. we've even talked about it, my wife and I, that we're just going to go through them. You know, we'll just start from, a weekend? Yeah, go, start from the first, and then just we'll, we'll go to them every week or every day. It doesn't matter. And so I was curious because I wasn't sure I knew of the Continental. I knew of sure. the characters from part two because that's where they really mm-hmm. kind of introduced it all. Mm-hmm. And so when the, the show started, I was curious who they were going to be focused on. And when I heard the name Winston, I thought, yep. is that Ian McShane's character? And sure enough, it was. I was like, OK, you've already got you've got me locked in right now because I loved mm-hmm. his character. So yeah. we're going to get to see. How, you know, what, what is it about this character? What's or... his story? Exactly. Yeah. And it basically ended up being a backstory of how Winston came to be in the Continental. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost want to classify it like the Continental heist movie. Yeah. Because it's kind of what it, you know, and obviously, I guess we should say this. Lots of spoilers. Yeah. Guys. We're, so we're spoiling the shit out of it. Yeah, I think you should know us by now. If we've got like a movie or something, that's the topic. It's going to be spoilers. So, um, 
I don't want you to leave, but if you need to watch it first and come back, please do so. I, I can respect that. Um, but yeah, I was all about it. So I we, we cleared it pretty quickly. So um, yeah, we're following Winston um, and we're getting a lot of backstories. It, it starts in the 70s. That's where mm-hmm. they're kind of dropping us in here. Um, and it's following, you know, Winston and the story of his brother, which I don't know that we'd ever really... Maybe in the movies, I'd have to go back and watch now because mm. it's I haven't really rewatched any of them, so I, I'm probably forgetting some details. But I wasn't really aware of there being a brother, and it might have just been made up for the miniseries for all I know. Like, if someone remembers if it was mentioned in the movie, let me know. I just can't recall at the moment. Um, but his brother Frankie and how they just kind of grew up from nothing, yeah. right? Um, and then Cormac, though enters the scene and somehow takes them both under his wing, which is the um, head of the continental in this series who is played by Mel Gibson. Hmm. Now, I don't know if we're allowed to say if we like him anymore or not. I mean, it's been 20 years. I don't know. Either way, I think he crushed this part. Mm -hmm. Like Mel Gibson as a villain is a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And he hands it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So honestly, one of my favorite roles that I've seen him in. Hmm. You know, um, I, I I just think he crushed it. Um, and even the guy that they got to play Winston, yeah. before I knew it was Winston, I looked at the hubs and I go, I wonder if that's who it's going to be. Because he nailed the mannerisms hmm. so well of, yeah. of Ian, how he played Winston. So, oh, crap. I should have wrote that guy's name down. Yeah, Michigan. Uh, no, the. the oh, um, Colin Waddell. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Played Winston. Yeah. Him now. Yeah. Um, or in this show. Uh, so that, that whole dynamic was just kind of interesting to find out about. Like they were just kind of like poor children, um, getting taken, these having them do nefarious things, yeah. right, for him. Um, and it kind of comes down to when we see the situation of, um, Winston and Frankie, I guess, burning a home for, uh, Cormac, uh, Somebody did something to him. Hey, go take care of this. But told them nobody was there. Right? Yeah. Like, you're just burning this person's home. Um, Winston and Frankie were going to throw, like, a Molotov cocktail through the window. Winston insists on being the one to do it to help. He's the younger of the two. So Frankie's the older brother. Uh, I have the better arm. You should let me do this for you and everything. He's like, fine, man, but just don't check it out. Just do it. However, the home was not empty. Yeah. And this kind of started that whole... Where they're going to split, I guess, because Frankie kind of stayed in the life because how Carmack took him under his wing, made him feel like family. Winston, it made it sound like went and did his own thing because he was in a completely different country when we really start to get to the meat and potatoes of the story that we'll be following. This was just kind of setting up why Winston and Frankie are who they are. Mm. Um, Yeah, kind of heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. So heartbreaking. No. I don't know how well you could stand out there and listen to that and just not be done. Like you're scrambled for the rest of your life. Like that's a very trauma. I mean, to be doing it in the first place, of course, but as a child thinking you're just burning an unoccupied home, as yeah. opposed to just realizing you killed people. That's a whole other level. Right. Um, yeah. That, that scene, uh, it, he that, that kid, you know, just watching his yes. face drop. I mean, it's like you said, I think with kids, there's sometimes you know you're doing wrong and you might break something. And then if you do break something, 
you have mm. instant regret, even though you knew you were going to be doing it. But then when mm. it actually happens, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, no. Well, you're never thinking of what the repercussions will actually feel like. Right. Because you're still young. You've not done enough to, like, know any difference. And if you're having a grown adult who is taking care of you that is influencing these situations on you, mm. you're, I want to make him happy. He's taking care of me, man. He's right. He's doing good things for me. <gasps> Didn't know you were lied to. But yeah, when when the screams happened, mm-hmm. and then he just realized, oh shit, what have I done? Like that goes from you know you're gonna feel guilty, but then the guilt's just like off the charts. Yeah, like oh god, a whole other level you were not expecting to experience that mm-hmm. evening. No, 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 no. Um, so that kind of sets it up, I think, fairly well mm-hmm. with how those two ended up deviating. Um, and then for whatever reason, you know, Frankie stayed on with Carmack, actually did a lot of work for him. Right hand guy is mm-hmm. what it kind of made it sound like for a while. We don't see that a lot because really what's happening as the it's starting is we're starting to see that downfall of Frankie splitting. Um, you know, Winston's already gone. I don't even know. Did they say how long it had been since those two had even spoken at that point? I- feel like they said but i'll be honest i can't remember i can't either years it's been many years i think at this point um uh let's say 10 that sounds probably about accurate um and but frankie's already making a mess of things right Mm -hmm. so i guess this is what older brother kind of did and when after they had this split he decided to stay i think winston probably had too much guilt and's like i'm out which is hilarious to think about now in hindsight Mm -hmm. but i guess every villain has a backstory (laughs) he became a villain to a degree right because well i don't know would you consider winston a villain depends on how you view it (laughs) yeah yeah um without saying too much without spoiling the other flicks for you um, but, uh, Frankie did a bad thing and stole something very important mm-hmm. from them. And this is what I found interesting too, because the Continental was, um, a haven for criminals. It wasn't even just assassins yet. That was, I thought was the most different, you know, about giving mm-hmm. them that background. It was just a safe haven for criminals. So you could be a crime, crime or all you wanted, do all the things you could go there. You're safe. It still had the same rules. Like, no fighting, no killing, no nothing on this ground. But it wasn't for just assassins. Yeah. Like Winston, I guess, was the one who kind of made that come to be. But I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. I just thought that was an interesting little point to put in yeah. there. Like, this wasn't what it always was. It was pretty much just... And to my understanding, with Carmack here, that's what it was. Mm. Like, it was just a safe haven for criminals. There happened to be a lot of assassins there. But it was just a safe haven for criminals. Um, And he's... he's uh. He definitely likes that power. You oh, know, yeah. Chica, I, oh, I should have wrote her name down too. I should know better uh, than I'm going to remember these people. With the, um, with the face mask. Oh, uh, well, I think she just went by, there was a, oh, what did she call herself? Educator? Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. So I guess already part of a high table that exists at mm. this point, you know. Um, I wish we would have seen it without... I'm yeah. so curious because that whole scene where she comes in um, for the thing that's stolen. I think at this point we're not supposed to know what it was that was stolen yet, but it was something very important to the Continental and the high table and basically the whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And she comes by to visit Carmack to give her a little piece of her mind on how they felt the situation was going and uh, made a little urgency on him that he better get this right here within, what, 24, 48 hours. We're not giving you much more time to yeah. get it back into your possession and make this things right. 
But something had to have happened to her face because she's in like this half face mask that's almost looks like a porcelain mask, but mm. you can see her eyes. So think of it, I guess, like our COVID masks now, but like <laughs> all pretty, you know. Um, and apparently, I guess she took it off so she could eat part of his dinner when she came by his house. And like the whole reaction he had, I thought was just hilarious of like, what are you talking about? I'm still trying to get over her face. Like, yeah. like, uh, oh, because we didn't even say Sharon. Sharon is yeah. here. Mm hmm. Um, he is working with Cormac and I thought, uh, this guy also did a pretty decent job of, um, emulating like Lance Riddick's. Yeah. Um, uh, it's funny. I can remember their names, but I can't remember these new people that I just watched. Uh, they're, um, they're new. Like you said, you're, yeah. you're familiar with the other guys, but I thought he embodied it really well. So once you were like understanding what we were going, I could see it. Mm-hmm. Like that that guy who played Winston well, that guy who played Sharon. So yeah, Sharon, but we're as a young man, of course, what, late teens, maybe? They said 20s? he was a teenager, or at okay. least that's what Car- Carmack uh, said he was. So they didn't okay. give an age, but he said he's just a teenager. So I would assume yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Made it sound like Carmack kind of saved him too, I guess, because yeah. he um, is an immigrant, came over, um, and then Carmack, you know, took him under his wing and everything. And uh just been working there at the continental um yeah i don't know i don't want to get ahead of anything if you wanted to say anything about that part but i just thought that was fun to see like that we were talking about sharon now too and uh, that he's been around Mm -hmm. yeah that long you know i was curious where his uh bit was going to be because i i actually had to be reminded who he was but when katrina said oh he's the guy that was uh you know uh Winston's right hand man in the yeah. in the John Wick and I was like, Oh yeah and she showed me it was Lance Reddick and I was like it all kind of came together. I was like, Oh yeah, 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 I remember now. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Very loyal. Very oh, loyal man, I guess. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> to now, a degree. Even even when you saw him though, I mean that that did raise questions because at that point you're like, Okay, so Winston's over here. He's already working here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, how's this going to really go? Pulling the strings. Yeah. He's really running things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I found that to be just a little treat in and of itself. So um, now's when I think we're kind of getting into what I'm going to call it's like the heist. Okay. Because Frankie, so f- we find Frankie finally, mm-hmm. right? Winston, well, Winston gets taken by Carmack. They find out, you know, Winston. Hey, we're going to kidnap you. You have to know where your brother is. We need this thing back that your brother stole. And Winston's like, I've not seen him in forever. I have no idea what he's done or anything. But having that meeting with Carmack, knowing what kind of individual that he is, getting brought back, he knows his brother's in an immense amount of trouble Hmm. and uh, now is going to go search for him. So he's now looking for his brother. He's staying put um, and going to go look for his brother Um, and finds him with his new wife. Yeah. Who's also... A lovely addition, perfect for the John Wick universe, if you ask me. Um, Yen, mm-hmm. whom he had met in Vietnam. And uh, she is a bad ass, y'all. Like, she is like maybe 5'3", 90 pounds wet, will kill you in a second. Mm-hmm. I don't care how big you are. <laughs> like, no fear. I always love when they make it like that badass and like show it. Yeah. Like they're showing your work. We're not just talking about it. If there's anything the John Wick universe is good for is fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. We all know that. And they had a really good one. I thought of that. Did you see Did what I was mentioning where it looks like there was no edits where he was going up the Frankie? escape? I don't know. Yeah. 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 
yeah, that was intense. Like I was, I was really impressed. I was like, all right, you're, you're doing some pretty awesome stuff right here. You know? Yeah. I love when they can pull it off in one cut like that, where you yeah. can tell it wasn't just edited. Cause like so many fight scenes these days, you see people just shaky cam it up, edit it like every one to two seconds. It's like, you can barely see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, just get some people with fight choreography. It's so much more cool to watch. I don't, is it more expensive than you shaky camming and, and the editor is sitting there forever. Like, I don't know. It might be. To right. Agree. But when you can pull it off, it's so amazing. But he had gone back to, I guess we're kind of seeing his version of the heist when he stole the thing hmm. from Carmack. And uh, yeah, he it's one whole, I don't even know how long it went. Maybe five, six minutes, I feel like, without an edit. Yeah. Where we're just, the camera's on him going up the stairs, shooting. And it'll swing back to where he's shooting here, using his little briefcase, going up the thing, knocking him over. And it would even maybe move all the way up to where you couldn't see him anymore from people mm-hmm. coming down here. And then you'd come right back down. So there was no edits made through this whole little fight scene up and around until I think till they got to the top hallway. And um, yeah, him and his wife, I think, just crushed it. <laughs> Sure, yeah. <laughs> he got out of there. Nobody had any, you know, nobody could get a hold of him. So once Winston finally finds him, it's at um, their safe house, I guess, that they had yeah. set up in like a movie theater or something to that effect. Um, and uh, explains, you know, like, hey, this is why I'm back in town. Your dumb ass got me kidnapped back here into town because mm-hmm. Carmack wants me to find you, which I mean, you would think, wouldn't you think he's going to follow you? Yeah, like he just exactly. abducted you. I felt like that was such a stupid thing. Like, I'm going to go straight to finding my brother now. It's like, of course he's tailing you. You've not just met the man. Right. Yeah. But here we are. You know, <laughs> like, I guess we had to make something stupid so we could move the uh, the, the plot along. Um, and uh, they end up, I guess, finally agreeing to work together. They were, um, he wanted him gone. Yeah. Big Brother was just looking out for Winston. Mm-hmm. It sounds like this whole time. Like, I took it. I kept doing this so you could get out. Um, you murdered someone. Not that you wanted to. Um, and you've lived your life. Um, but when we find out what it was that he stole, I thought, yeah. Yeah. This is why they're they're going to kill you. Yeah. yeah. That's actually kind of important. Um, but I think where it really kicks off for me was probably, I guess, the end of that first episode which makes sense mm. you're you're setting up your entire story your characters what we're going to do here so your first addition to any series i feel like you got to give one or two episodes this one's so a mini series but that's what that first episode was um he ends up sacrificing himself for his brother and his wife they finally mm. escape the situation they get on a helicopter they leave he jumps out because he knows it's them that they're after because at this point carmack's got all of his good like assassins trying to hunt frankie down um, and gets murdered um, with the case in his hand because he's like, look, they just want me in the case and what's in the case and we're fine. The case is empty. Mm-hmm. Episode two. Um, so that, yeah. I don't yeah. know. What did you think? No, I definitely <laughs> like, love I that. that. Definitely the heist kicks off here. Yeah. I, because especially once they got the case, I was like, this can't end right here. Or at least, I mean, it can't be like that because if if they got it back, then what's the? I mean, obviously you could you could spin it around and be like, well, yeah, he's gonna go get revenge because they killed his brother or whatever. But right. where's the fun in that? And then he right. opens up that case to that little ape statue, flipping yeah, him off, and I was like, figure. okay, yeah, that's yeah. perfect. That's great. Um, and then you start to see, of course, Mel's character Carback, like 
deviating even more into bat shittery because he's already crazy. Apparently taking some weird drugs too. Mm. I've I don't know what it is. I'm sure it's a real thing. I don't yeah. I'm not savvy on all of it. It looks like he was inhaling something that almost like chloroform, but I know it can't be chloroform. You'd be knocking himself out, but whatever it is, man, gets him amped. And mm-hmm. it's just like he's huffing coke or something. I don't know. If you guys are savvy, you can tell me what drug that was. I have no idea. And they might have said, and I just didn't pay attention. But from here to forth, we're taking down the Continental. And this is why I'm calling it your heist movie, because now we're coming into some people that he used to know. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, 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 the couple that, oh, well, not the couple, I should say, brother and sister who owned the um, karate. Yeah. I guess a- I should have looked at which uh, martial art it was um, that their father owned. So they're also, of course, badasses. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, everyone they know is just going to be a badass, of course. right? Obviously. Um, so he's collecting his little group of people that's going to go take down Carmack in the Continental. And this is where I thought it started to get super fun because he's got all of these plans. He's designating all of these things. He's meeting all of these different people. He gets like a slew of homeless people even just to come mm-hmm. in and help and be bodies, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I loved that. I, I have a soft spot for making chicks badass. Right. And so the chick who's like, I don't do guns. Oh, my God. Did I love her so hard? Yeah. Like, I loved her so hard. Um, and also made the choreography very cool, I think, with that first scene when we're getting introduced to them, when they're all three um, kidnapped for whatever reason, guns to their head, mm-hmm. you know, and she manages to kick that up into his face and knock it to where it like went off and then had the whole, ah, see, yeah. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. <laughs> I feel like if I were gay, she'd have to be badass. Like, that's my, <laughs> that's my turn on where I'm like, ooh, you can Ooh. do all that. Yeah. All right. Come over here. You know? Now you you mentioned for me. <laughs> you mentioned the the homeless uh, people that he he recruited. Now, mm-hmm. did you connect a dot? Because I didn't at first, but again, this is Katrina. She remembers shit sometimes. That maybe I need to watch stuff with her too. Yeah, my yeah. brain is not a steel trap. Because she she pointed out the woman who was kind of I guess their leader. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know yeah. what you'd call her. She pointed out the pigeons off in the background. She's like, isn't that? Uh, the same as the Bowery King, the the guy that Lawrence Fishburne played, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" Oh, you know what? And she, maybe so. Yeah, she just kind of pointed out. She's like, "It looks like the same rooftop, the same setup," and I was like, "Well, I'll be damned, maybe because they I never." She might they, be right. They never expanded upon it, but Mm-mm. it was just the locale. And I yeah. thought about it, and I was like, "You're right." Maybe it is. Maybe they're subtly because that's another thing I'll give this show credit for. They did not mm-hmm. shoehorn in things like that. I was waiting for that moment where it's like, "Hey, this is Mister Don Wick over here." And I was like, wondering if we were going to meet like Dad. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, "What?" <laughs> and for for no other reason than just to be like, "Ah, eh? eh? yeah." Look, but they didn't do that. Same with that scene. That could have been. Mm-hmm. They could be all connected. But they never said anything about it. They never touched on it. It was just like, mm-hmm. if you pay attention, maybe you'll pick up on it. But yeah. if you don't, it's fine. We're just we're just planting little seeds over here. And if you pay attention to it, great. If not, it's fine. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. Little you know. Easter eggs are fun things for fans of the movies and everything mm-hmm. alike. Yeah. Because I, I was kind of hoping they wouldn't. Right, right. You know? And so, yes, to your to your point, I'm very glad by the end of it, like, there wasn't mm-hmm. any talk of that. Because I, I did, I remember asking the Hudson, like, are we going to meet dad or something here? Because I was trying to do the timeline, like, 70s, 
he might have been born. Mm. I feel like he might have been sure. right. Like he's age appropriate in the Wick movies, right? Like he's not trying to play someone younger. No, so no, he no. might have been, but little, like super little. Um, because I'm trying to think of how much older Winston is than him. So I guess that makes Wick supposedly born in like the 80s. That seems young. Yeah, it does. I feel like he would have been. I feel like he would have been a kid in the seventies. He would have had to have been a kid at least. Maybe just nobody knew who he was yet. But like, yeah, yeah, he's not that much older. I don't know. I know Keanu's like in his fifties, so I just figured we were putting John Wick, you know, in that same age group. But I could be wrong. You probably never said. I've never looked at a. Nobody cared. Right? (laughs) (laughs) We weren't caring how old he was. He was just. He's a badass, and he's getting shit done. Um, where was I going? Ah, yes, the heist. We're getting mm. them all together and and putting it all. Um, and uh, I don't know when we brought all those like back into London. I'm trying to remember now how they all knew each other because they all knew each other from the past, or at least the brother and stuff. Um, knew Winston and yeah. the other guy too. Um, he was hilarious. Um, like his like the 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 brother's right hand guy that they were together oh, since like a uh, war together and everything. Um, Lemmy. I should have brought up IMDb and left yeah. it up here. I know, I know me better. I think it was Lemmy, <laughs> Miles, and Lou. I think were the three. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. I don't I think... know if there's really a whole lot to say for that. Because, like, I mean, it was like your your typical montage scenes of them getting, like, stuff together and making the plan and practicing and, mm-hmm. you know, getting on board, you know, because right, right. she was definitely not. She didn't want to. Cause she's think- I guess her dad was like, I don't do guns. And so her whole life was, I don't do guns. Mm-hmm. However, that may have not been the case. Yeah, it sounded like there's, was... like, a whole side story with the uh, another gang from Chinatown. Yeah. That owns all the things, you know, they're the ones that you pay me for protection. Protection from what? From what I'll do to you if you don't pay me for protection. You know, like those people. Or like, mm. I'm just paying you. Just you have to pay me because you own a business where I think I own. Um, and so they're, of course, trying to force her out of the dojo, like, I guess is what we'll just call it, the dojo. Um, and uh, by... You have to sell my cigarettes here, which I thought was interesting. Like, just roll it up with a cigarette... Ca- um, machine you know and she's like no and knocks it out there um she did exactly what i wanted her to do though Mm. you know (laughs) that's where i was like oh god i hope while they're in there um because i think this is where she finally gets on board is they keep harassing her and they keep trying to tear the place up and they have this one kid with them i guess that's just adopted supposed to believe it's leader's kid but i don't think he actually was i think it was just like uh, uh, brought under his wing um that came by with a gun mm-hmm. and handed it to her and whatever emblem and stuff that was on it, she knew right away to be her father. And so very confused at this point, her whole life, this has been the case. Um, so they basically come by to bully her and like, you're going to, we, we own this. We're taking care of it. They go in there and just start wrecking the place, wrecking all of it. Um, and so I just remember when she was sitting outside with the kid, I just looked at my hubs and I'm like, Maybe maybe she should just set it on fire right now. <laughs> I mean, they're all in there. And then when she had that moment with the kid, which again, like give him trauma now for the rest of his life. Like he had some sort of mechanism with a button on it, mm-hmm. you know, um, that he was messing with. And she's like, you want to do you want to know what that does? You know, like like talking to a little kid like you would. And he's like, yeah, you know, she's like, go ahead. You know, and he hits it. And it's C4 that sets off the whole dojo. 
And I'm like, yes, because like I know it's horrible to say, but they're not good people. No. And so I was like, you, none of them are good people. It's funny how I choose sides on bad people, depending on how you present them to me in a movie. Um, <laughs> but yes, um, and that's how she ends up being, I think, completely on board with going ahead and what else you got now? You're, everything's gone. Yeah. The world you knew is upended. Nothing you thought was correct. And of course, it sounds like brother knew this whole time and just kept hiding it from her. I'm yeah. sure it was so she would still love dad. Sometimes you just got to do those things to not crash some other's worldview. Of someone you probably admire and look up to. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of anything you want no, to no, talk I... about there. Like, um, but I just thought it was so cool when we finally get into the actual heist of it. Their whole plan is to take down the Continental and Cormac. That's the whole plan. Mm. They figure out which floors they can go to. Oh, I almost forgot about Sniper Guy. Yeah. What a fun little treat he is. <laughs> um, just out of nowhere. He's just a very, very polite older gentleman who's, you know, very good, obviously, with a sniper mm-hmm. gun. Um, what did he pretend to be? Like a, 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 uh, a, a an exterminator. exterminator? Yeah. And so there's this woman who has an apartment that looks perfectly into the Continental, right, from across the street, you know, and he's, oh, you've got to get out of here for at least a couple of days. I'm going to take care of all of this exterminator, blah, 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 blah. So he thinks she, he's gotten rid of her because that's where he's going to hole up while the heist is going down. So he could pick people off from, like, windows and stuff like that. Um that whole scene when she comes back, though, is just a joy. Yeah. He's just talking to her like, you know, when we do you like picnics or something like that? Like, he's just having this conversation. She's just sitting over there gagged, like watching him do all this stuff from out the window. Y'all. She loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh, was already. that? Because <laughs> as soon as he was getting ready to leave after they're doing their thing, you know, and he's like, well, you know, if we could go out some time or whatever it was. And she's like, you know, I always hated that hotel. And I'm like, oh, here we go. She's hitting on him. I like to think they're living happily ever after right now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe she doesn't realize to the extent of what he kills people. Like, it's well beyond just the Continental Band. But hopefully you'll. I don't know. They're both older folks. You go do you, man. Yeah. You go live your best last last half of your life. Whatever you want to do. But I just enjoyed that thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We go to take over the um the Continental and yeah. I yeah. But ooh, ooh, we forgot. How how did how did we get Sharon on board here? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's I think important because he was very much in Carmax, very loyal. Very mm. loyal. Very much in his corner. Um they used to have um cellist? Yeah. You know he's playing like a cello. Mm-hmm. Um, professional cellist that played at the hotel. I don't think he really knew what the hotel was. He knew something's devious about the hotel, but it's a paying gig for this guy, right? So he plays at this hotel or whatever. Um, he gets accepted to go to a really nice university for music. Mm-hmm. And um, talking to Sharon, it's like, you should go with me. You got your whole life ahead of you. You could get this kind of education. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to stay here with Carmack. Well, Carmack wants him to come in and, and play him a little ditty. You know, he's having a bad day. Things are going wrong. Um, and his big thing is loyalty, right? Carmack's like, just just be loyal. And his crazed out, jacked out, whatever drug he's <laughs> on mind, you know. Um, and the kid thought he was doing something nice. You know, he's like, no, he's very loyal. Like, I even told Sharon he should go with me or just go to a university. And he said, no, he'd rather stay here with you. Yeah. I think this is where Sharon had a change of heart 
because that whole no business in the cotton at all. Um, Carmack defeated his own role mm-hmm. by killing this kid. Still not really sure why. I guess he just thought he was trying to steal Sharon from him in his crazed, drug-addled mind. Yeah. You know? But Sharon comes back to this scene and knows that this was like, one, you're not allowed to do that. That's supposed to be the whole sanctity of this place is that we're safe here. No matter how horrible of a human being we are in the outside of the world, these walls are our safety. Um, Because Winston and them want him on board, of course. Mm -hmm. What better way than to get the right-hand man on board? And I thought they played that really well. I was not sure what he was going to do. Right. Until it happened. I really wasn't. He played that so well. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, push came to shove. And I don't know. I guess he liked that kid a little bit more than we knew. Or I mean, how do you play favorites with evil people? I guess at that point is what I'm looking at it. Because I'm like, neither of them are good people. Sure. (laughs) So how do you decide which bad person that's better for you? I don't Mm -hmm. know. Um, Maybe the guy who won't kill people on continental ground. We don't know yet. You don't know, Winston. You don't know. Right, right. We don't know. He could be just as awful. (laughs) Ends up kind of being just as awful. But, you know, power does that to people, right? We're talking 20 years from now, Winston. He's he's not good people. Right. Um, But I, yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed that whole sequence of their setup. And if you like any of those kind of heist movies when the plan starts to finally go into action where they make their way in, they have the the coin that can get them inside the the Continental. Um, And then you're wondering... How the fuck did they mm. get all of these people in there? You all need these coins. Yeah. You know, like you're just like, I'm so confused. And I don't even think we mentioned about the chick cop who's after them. No, no. She's she, now she was after she was looking into Frankie and yes. we never really get a clear picture until the last episode where we find yeah. out that she was a survivor of the fire that they had started. Uh And when you found that out, because we were wondering that too, it was like, what is her deal? Like, what is she after? What is this extra complication needed? Yeah. Yeah. And then when you find that out, it's like, oh, okay. Uh So that brings Uh it all back around. She was definitely looking for Frankie the whole time. And we're like, they did that another well. Where it's like, I had no idea why we needed her in there. It seemed like there was enough complications going on. Like, why Mm -hmm. did we need this other level? And, um, then when they find out Frankie's dead, she's like, all right, well, then Winston, you know, yeah. like, I don't care right now. I'm just I need one of them. She even gave up being a cop because it was more important to her to find these people than to be a cop. You mm-hmm. know, another badass. I wasn't yeah. expecting her to be that cool either. But she gets her she gets her hands on a coin and she makes her way into the the Continental. So we've got all of this going on at the same time. We've got their heist trying to go on. We've got Carmack trying to find them and mm. losing his mind we've got her trying to find winston you know and all this is happening as people are just getting killed and murdered and shot from windows and all the you know typical wick fashion you know mm. like people aren't gonna aren't gonna go but i do love that they highlighted i guess they're twins assassins that carmet kept going to to like fine you guys can get it done you yeah. get it done and it was just a very strange couple of people i'm assuming brothers sister twins maybe i don't know weird yeah absolutely weird just weird humans (laughs) but good at what they do for sure like 
holy crap, even when you got into their fight scenes and stuff, they held their own just fine. Like even with two of them, we had Yen and was it Winston also trying to fight him at one point in the Continental? It was just like not not making it yeah and then brother too i think was behind a bar hmm. trying to hide from him when they were trying to blow him up and and they couldn't do it yeah jesus christ (laughs) i mean (laughs) when when that bomb came through that was another thing i really liked is how they utilized the uh mail shoots yeah the mail shoots Mm -hmm. and just using them to lob explosives i thought that was pretty damn clever but yeah when that one grenade came through and then dude just Climbs back out like he was. Un- I was like, "How the fuck?" It's like so, final boss fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, why are you not dying, man? Because um, yeah, even his sister, which I think needs to do more work in horror flicks, because chick oh, yeah. was bendy and weird, very but like Ugh, ways, like yeah. not like ooh. <laughs> I was like, Ugh, how, does, like oh, how do you do that and like not hurt? I don't know. Mm. Um, because that was that that final scene with Yen and her, mm. I thought was just so much fun to watch yeah because yen didn't give two shits whether she made it out or not Mm -mm. so we're going down like this is how it is and i kind of loved that they both respected the i'm putting my weapons down let's go hand-to-hand combat Mm -hmm. loved that i was like you know what there is a little bit of a respect code going on here in this tomfoolery fine um i mean of course good bad guys sure (laughs) <laughs> I just like, I don't know how to say the good guys one when they're none of them are good, you know, um, but th- that was lovely. She was just going to come out and blow herself up and everybody with it. She, what, Yen came out wearing C4 mm-hmm. around her chest. She's just like, I don't care. We'll both yeah. go then. Fuck it. You know, <laughs> like I've been trying to die this whole time. You know, you took away, Frankie's gone. I'm done. You know, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, so when they had that whole fight, cause I mean, she is tiny and that mm. chick is tall yeah. So, like, if they were both equally matched, I, I don't really know how well Yen would do. I say that, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe they're more squirrely yeah. when they're little or whatever. I just know, like, taller, you have a longer reach. There's a little bit more weight behind it. You mm-hmm. know, like, how do you, you can't do anything about mass. You know, like, she just has more. <laughs> when she wrapped her leg around her neck, I was like, holy shit. Like, that bendy ass just whoosh, Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Just like, how do you even explain it? Like, it was behind her. Like, she put her leg behind her. And then dipped, grabbed it. Like, kind of like, almost like an exercise. Like, you would do to kind of stretch your, your calf yeah, and your leg your out. Yeah, back leg going towards your back, guys. Yeah. Like, and then she just grabs her foot and just holds it from the back while it's wrapped around Yen's neck. And it's like, holy shit. Yeah, she's <laughs> just standing there on one leg doing this mm-hmm. like it's nothing. They actually had one of the cooler sequences, I think, also in the entire series. And I don't know if you remember this, but I know the hub saw it. He made us rewind it a couple times because it really was kind of cool. They're fighting up on the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she gets back up, when she does that like weird yeah. like backflip, gets up, and you hear all this stuff crunching, where it's like, oh, Godbo just got kicked in. Yeah. Um, as they're fighting, Yen does a kick that she dodges, like does this like back real quick. And straight back up, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Y'all have to go watch. It was just, like, with such grace that she just, like, leaned back as quick and then back up and started fighting again. Mm -hmm. It was just, I don't don't think it was wire work, 
it might have been, but my God, was it slick that she was yeah. just like out of the way, back into it. And I mean, we had to watch it a couple times. It was just so cool how she managed to back. I feel like not because she's so bendy. Mm-hmm. Like she yeah. probably was able to do that that quickly, you know, with fight choreography and then just right back into position. I don't know, guys, if you're going to watch anything, go to that last episode, go to that, that, that root fight between yet and her, you won't regret it. It's really cool. Um, but yes, go back and watch it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you'll notice it now and go, Oh, holy shit. Well, yeah. You know, <laughs> but yeah, so yet wins. Cause of mm. course you do. Um, I guess in this right here, um, there's a pool on this roof, which I find it. Is it a pool or is it just like a nice, it seemed like nice a little water. pool, pond, something like that. Something pretty that they built on the roof or whatever. And, of course, they're having a pool fight scene because, I mean, it's there. So we knew it was going to happen. They're yeah. going to fall into it at some point and have some, you know, chick fight scene like that. Um, but when uh, when she almost won, I mm-hmm. thought she was actually going to get Yen there at the end because um, nobody is necessarily safe. We've already had a couple casualties on the uh, Winston side at this point. Um she comes up with the C4 around her and then Yen's just like and hits the button. <laughs> and I still think, would water save you? I like, mean, I know I've got to suspend disbelief a little bit here, but she was right next to her and just under the water and was fine. All right. Well, think about it. I mean, there is that guns, you know, you shoot a bullet at the water and it's supposed to ricochet off. So there's like this level of density with the water. So. The impact, I'm sure she would have felt a force, but maybe not the all the force because you'd have all that water kind of protecting. Yeah, maybe. Because I know that movies lie to us when they shoot into the water. They do. Like, it's, it, it never would go through the way yeah. that they're making it sound like. Like, once you've gone in there and gone deep enough, you're probably safe <laughs> Yeah. from a gun, you know. Yeah. Um, not 100%, but I mean, yeah, it's not, not nowhere. Uh, Mythbusters for the win, right? I think they right. were the ones that did a whole episode on that. And I was like, ah, all right. Well, you know, it makes sense. That it would just cut through water, but no, hmm. no, I guess it doesn't. Um, but I guess all in all, in the end, uh, when he finally comes up to and gets Cormac, you know, but not before Chick Cop catches him. And this mm. is what we were saying, too, because Winston just kept getting taken there for a little bit, like each step of the way, like somebody else would grab him up and bring him somewhere. And I'm like, your plan is falling apart here, man. Yeah. You can't stay put. Like, they just keep taking you, you know, like you're kind of the glue for this thing going on. Um, And you know what? As soon as she revealed why she was looking for him, I almost was like, you know what? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have this coming. So however this, ha- like... I couldn't blame her anymore. You killed her whole family and she watched them burn. Yeah. Whether intentional or not, he's trying to explain he didn't know. But would you care at that point? Probably not. If you were the individual whose family was killed. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, it's, I I tried to see it from both sides, you know, because I understand the trauma she went through. But at the same time, we saw the trauma that he went through in doing that. And it was like, I know you didn't mean to do it and you felt terrible and I kind of want her to acknowledge that, but also understand that she's grieving. So I'm just like, I don't know. It was was hard to, yeah, I didn't know what to do. Like as far as my feelings were going, because I was like, she's justified totally. And I don't know that I would believe him telling me, I didn't know. I didn't know. Because I'd be like, yeah, you're just trying to save your own life right mm-hmm. now. I don't know that I would have believed him. But of course, you know, his friend who's in the uh, hotel across, well, not a hotel, apartment building across from the street from the hotel, shoots her through the window, right? Thankfully, he's like, no, 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 stop. It's fine, you know? Um, 
I would like to think at the end Hmm. she knew. And I don't know if that's how they were setting that up because, you know, Carmack finally gets to the point where, like, he's gone everywhere to try to hide from these people. He's like, he knows his numbers up. He's been running through the hotel walls. He's turned off lights trying to hide. I mean, we're watching him run as best that he can. There is a 13th floor Mm -hmm. that they have um, everybody on. Um, I guess the people who are running the show if you will like actually runs the hotel and all of its dark secrets you know um so he makes his way into that room which is not accessible from the elevator mm-hmm. like it's just a room that they know exists in the hotel but nobody except for save a few knows how to actually get to that room in the hotel um so i think it was from there where he's like i'm done and you had they have this mechanism that they could set off to where the whole hotel will get basically locked in. Yeah. So you're seeing like metal bars coming down. Shoot, full on doors. So you yeah. can't even see out the window. And then I guess the hotel was supposed to just explode on itself. Like that's kind of how I took be, it. I guess, yeah. <laughs> some safety precaution. So Carmack's just like, ah, you know what? Screw it. Done. And I, he sets this thing off and tries to make his way out, you know? And that's where they're trying to find him is finally that last moment where Winston confronts Carmack and tells him, like, you lied to me. Did you know those people were in there? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. And I know you wouldn't have done it had you known. So, you know, that whole stupid thing that villains do at the end where they're long speeches, where they have to just keep talking about the things that they did instead of just shooting and killing people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like villains would survive so much longer if they stopped feeling like they had to tell everyone what happened before they kill them. Like you're giving them too much time. Yeah. To kill you. Um, so I was thinking in that final moments where we're having the showdown with Winston and Carmack and you're wondering who's actually going to get on top. She manages to make her way through and shoots him. Yeah. And actually kills him. He didn't even know he was the one shot at first. You know, it was like one of those scenes, like, which one did she kill? She wanted him. She wanted, you know, um, and then threw the gun and walked away. So I think she heard Carmack say that. He lied and yeah. it was him all along. Um, I, I I assume she did because she I was like, she was in the area close enough that you would have heard that. Yeah. And I feel like that's why they even had that sequence of seeing mm. her walking through and then him saying that at the exact same time was like, was that supposed to? I don't know. She threw the gun. She walked away. She was done. So she didn't kill Winston. We got Carmack finally, which I think is so funny that it ended up being her after this whole thing that you just set up mm. and all of the people you just got killed <laughs> because um, the homeless people, as we were mentioning, that nobody knew was in there. They thought they were just regular assassins or criminals or whatever walking alongside them because as he hit that button, it's going off in the hotel. Like, mm. it's on. When this is going off, apparently crime is allowed in the hotel. We've had a breach. Someone's doing this. These This means go for it. We're, we're killing whoever it is. And they just blend it in. Yeah. So then when it came time to like corner Cormac, everyone started doing that whole, everyone had a gun pointed at the next person in a circle kind of around the room. And we're like, and that's when he decided to shut the lights off and start taking off. All of them died. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, the whole hallway mowed down. I'm like, all of those people that he just convinced that woman. Mm-hmm. Let me take all of your people. They're never coming back. Not a one of them 
Steven. Uh, yeah, but they should have known the, the risk involved. I'm sure they did, but none of them? I was just like, damn, that didn't uh, yeah. go very far at all. But, um, I mean, I guess it killed his people mm-hmm. in the hallway also, So, but it was just all of them. But, of course, you know, Sharon and Winston were fine. Sure. You know, our main people. <laughs> as as... <laughs> They were there. Yeah. Show rules go. That's, that's how it yeah. works. Because they were trying to get into the um, armory. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were outside of the armory. And Carmack's the only one who has the key. He's the only one. He has it around his neck. And as soon as he goes up there, of course, he's like, nope, lights off. And he takes off because, you know, he doesn't do any of the fighting himself. Hmm. I never saw him do anything impressive. Um, But yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed. I thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> when they were going through all of that. So yeah, they win the day. And that's what I found uh, the most interesting was kind of its final moments is when he's coming out of the hotel and the adjudicator, as you mentioned, you know, she rolls up like you've got some balls. You don't even know really who you're dealing with. They're not going to talk to you. Mm -hmm. They will now. And he shoots her on the sidewalk. He makes sure to step off the hotel steps. Now they will. And he walks right back in and I'm like that is how Winston took the Continental. Mm-hmm. Badass. I, you know, like, <laughs> I thought it was, I don't know what you thought, but I thoroughly enjoyed the whole the whole miniseries. I thought that they told the story very well. Um, it, it, you were excited when you heard Winston. At first, I was like, I don't know if I want any connection to the Wick mm. universe. Like, I know it's in the same universe, but like any connection to those movies. But I ended up, you know what? I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Getting that little insight on how Winston became head honcho. Right. The, the lead guy at the Continental. I don't know what you would call him, but taking over, taking out Carmack. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it became more of a haven for assassins. And then, you know, I guess we're moving into the the Wick part right, of it right. at that point. But Like the fact that it was a, a limited series, three episodes, and mm-hmm. they, I, I would honestly say outside of the last episode i really wouldn't call them really long episodes i mean i know they're over an hour but i feel like hour and a half per so like a movie each time i feel like the last one's the only one it really felt movie length to me i again i understand they were a little extended to sure not necessarily an hour long they were more than an hour long but for whatever reason the last episode felt the i know it was the longest but it felt the longest as well versus the other two just felt like a good hour long show. You just kind of breezing through it and, you know, setting everything up. And then that one was the big finale because it was just gun fights and fights and just the whole for almost (laughs) 90 minutes. Yeah. Just constantly. So that felt more like a movie to me, but none of it felt wasted and they kept it tight. They, they told their story. And like you said, for three episodes, I mean, you can't beat that, you know? You're getting right. everything you need. They didn't waste time. They could have easily said, you know what? We need to turn this into a 10-episode series. Yep. And for that story, they would have dragged it out. Oh, yeah. For There would have been so many filler episodes. It's like, why in the fuck? And then you would have gotten those episodes where it's like, hey, here's a character you may know, and here's a doctor you know. It's like, I don't yeah. need that, man. So they just no. kept it simple, knew what they were aiming for, and... I'm sure that this is not going to be a continuing series because I think this was its own thing, like a limited, here you go, that's that story. 
I do too, and I hope it is, honestly. But if they wanted to do something else, maybe play around. It doesn't have to be, like you said, Don't you don't have to attach it to everybody. So if there's maybe another character that you maybe want to explore who's not closely tied, who may be interesting, or just maybe nobody at all. You know? Or a different part of the world. That's not the yeah. only hotel for assassins at the Continental. That's just one of, to my understanding. I yeah. mean, there's that whole... Organization. Uh, like the whole organization, yeah, that, that I think would even be interesting. How did even the high table come to be? What yeah. is even all of this? I think you could explore all of those mm-hmm. and have a really good time, and it still doesn't have to connect to anything that you've already done because we're yeah. just telling that isolated story of this one. It was the same thing I said about Walking Dead. Every time they kept doing a spinoff, I'm like, there are more interesting places than the States. Yeah. Why is it always in the States? You know, Georgia and then California. Of course, now I heard he's in France because I mm-hmm. guess – He's never leaving The Walking Dead. He's I guess, the only one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, I just like, I find it interesting that Norman Reedus is like still going with this show. And I've not watched any of it. I, I have either. no idea. Um, an old boss of mine that I got addicted to it initially texted me the other day. And he's like, well, you got your wish. They're in France. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because that's literally all he said. You got your <laughs> Like, I haven't talked to him in forever. He's like, Walking Dead's in France. And I went, oh. Oh, cool. <laughs> I said, it kind of sounded like a romantic comedy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Walking Dead in France. Let's see the misadventures <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Norman Reedus gets into. Why can't I think of his character's name right now? Uh, anyway, that Darryl. gets into. Daryl. There you yeah. go. Daryl. Daryl Dixon. Oh. Daryl Dixon. Um, but yeah, I guess that's just his life now. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if that makes him happy, sure, go for it. I I, just, I, yeah. I mean, keeps him working, I guess. Yeah, I've yeah. just, I've lost all interest in that whole universe. I don't care. <laughs> I stopped about halfway through season nine, I think, and I never finished it. We were just getting to the Whisperers. And I was just like, oh my God. That's about where I dropped off to somewhere in there. I was just like, I I'm, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> You're wasting time. It just got time. to the point where everything turned into like a soap opera. And that's yeah. just like, I can't anymore. Like you guys are having way too many hour long episodes of just dialogue and you're killing me. I'm just so mad about this thing. I'm yeah. so mad about it too. What are we going to do about it? I don't know. We'll just wait and do it in like three or four more episodes and then we'll take care of it. It's like, all right, well. Let's talk just, about it for four more episodes, though, first. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, nothing's happening anymore. Um, and then what's his name left? And then I was like, we're done here. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing anymore. You got <laughs> anyway, a... We're not talking about shit. No, no, no. <laughs> but no, this this was solid. I, I really, I'm glad you talked me into watching it because I really did enjoy it. I tell you, one of the things we haven't touched on that I really thought elevated it mm-hmm. is they chose some choice music tracks for a lot of the scenes. Good call. That was Good just call, yeah. so on point. And I, I loved their music choices, especially mm-hmm. in the last episode. And just various little tidbits. And it would just, they're all over the place, but they are they feel like they're within the context of that time period. Not mm-hmm. all of them, maybe, but most of them felt very contextualized to the 70s. And I appreciated mm-hmm. that too. So Yeah. Yeah. No, they did. Yeah, I feel like even the other ones, they do a really good soundtrack too, especially going behind when the action's happening and everything. It all makes sense. Or even just like that, they're walking down. Mm. You know, they're getting ready to just walk to go do some planning and they'd have some of that going on in the background. And yeah, it, that always is a nice touch when you, you get some people who understands that tone mm-hmm. and can really make those two marry together very yeah. nicely. And it's I, good. But I yeah. think, I mean, I noticed it in the first episode, but even the way they ended the very first episode with him coming back to the dojo and being like, we got to get, or like, we need guns or something like that. And they're playing mm-hmm. Children of the Grave from Black Sabbath. I was like, fuck, yeah. yeah. 
Yes, yes. So on point. Very good. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I hope other people will check it out. If you were into the John Wick universe, I think you would enjoy it, especially if you're one of those that are there for like amazing fight scenes and everything. I don't think they disappoint in this one either. No. And and I would even say if you haven't even given it a watch like John Wick, you can just jump into this. No problem. You don't yeah, have I don't think to know these characters. You can't spoil anything. No, yeah. it's a prequel, so we're not spoiling anything in the future. No. Um, you just may not understand why we care that it's Winston and Sharon and all that stuff, but whatever, yeah. you could still appreciate it for its own thing. Absolutely. You can take that as just like a, a jumping off point to say, okay, I'm getting to know some characters that I might know in the movies later on, but mm-hmm. it's not going to make or break anything that you watch in the movies had you not watched them. Just give the, give it a watch. I mean, I think you'll yeah. you'll be you're not going to be confused. No, no. It just adds context if you happen to know the movies. That's it. Right. Yeah. Which might be the reason why you clicked on it. I don't know. But, uh, and I mean, it it might take you a little bit of time, you know, Mm because like we said, I would say like four and a half hours for the whole thing. It's like about an hour 20 each. And then the last one was, like you said, I think hour and a half, maybe a little bit longer. I'd have to go check. But um, yeah, it's about watching three movies, Mm -hmm. three nice, tightly edited, put together movies. So it's not like... You're there for nine hours because they felt like they needed to talk for an hour out of each two hour episode or something. Make it like they kept it moving. Yeah. Make it like a just a three night event, just like they did on Peacock. So you just start one night and say, we're going to watch this episode tonight, this one tomorrow, this one tomorrow. And then you're going to be done and you still got time to watch whatever else if you want. Right. And then John Wicks will just take you the next year. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It takes so long. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought the cast was very well done also. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm always impressed when someone can nail those mannerisms so well. And I tell you what really did it for me with um, this guy uh, playing Winston from, you know, emulating Ian McShane's version of it was... um, when he was in that hotel room with the one woman. Yeah. And uh, she was like, are you coming to bed? And he was holding the drink, you know, and just like, well, I haven't finished my drink yet. And mm. the way he did that and like did the whole, I was like, that is him. You just totally embodied that actor right there so perfectly. Like, mm. even if you hadn't had told me it was supposed to be Winston, I might have been like, is he playing Winston? <laughs> like, that's how well he did on some of those lines. So Hats off to you, sir, that I cannot remember your real name. I'll look it up later and try to remember it another time. Sorry, my brain yeah. sucks. <laughs> um, like, I remember faces and stuff, but I can never remember names. But uh, good job. Mm-hmm. Like, I almost want to look him up. Like, have I seen him in anything before? I think he didn't it, look familiar to me, but he has to be working. Yeah, I think I've seen him in one or two things, maybe, but it wasn't like I recognized his face. I just kind of went back through his filmography and was like, oh, yeah, I, I've seen that and I've seen that. Okay. But I just don't remember him 100%. But yeah, he did a great job. I think yeah. he's, he's a solid actor. Yeah. He just, he, just, he just doesn't have the gravitas of. You know, Ian McShane, he hasn't got that voice yet, but he's working on it. He'll get there. Uh, yeah, we're younger Winston. Like, mm. even younger Winston wasn't into this world yet. Like, sure. he thought he was just going to do his own thing in London. Yeah. And, and got drugged back because of his brother's tomfoolery. Oh, you know what? I don't think we even mentioned what it was they stole. Yeah, the uh, coin press. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when we were all going, how the hell did he get all of those people in the hotel? Hmm. There you go. They were printing them out coins and then, uh, you know, slowly throughout the week or whatever, they were all checking into their rooms Mm -hmm. and made it very easy 
for when things went on lockdown for them to already just be there yep. and ready to go. Um, which, I mean, he never did get back. I mean, Winston has it now. And uh, I'm assuming does get that audience with the high table, you know, since yep. you know we had movies way in the future. But uh, I, I don't know. I, just, I, I still love that. I thought that was such a badass way to end the show. Sure. I really do. It's just... I'm now an asshole murderer and this is how it is, you know, like, um, I'm taking this thing over. I wanted to just make my own way. I got a little taste of blood now and this is how I'm going to, you know, do this. Um, I would be interested though, to see a little snippet of like how he and John Wick became so close. Yeah. Like it's just implied. You know, I think in the beginning of the movie, unless mm-hmm. I'm just forgetting, I feel like you would remember better than I would for the first couple, because that would have been when they would have mentioned it, right. like in the first one or two. That could be a little interesting. I don't think you need to make a whole mini series about it. I think if you just had like one little throwaway thing in a different series or something, I'd be satisfied with that. Um, but yeah, I think from here, if they wanted to do anything more, I'd be more interested now to see something about with the high table or how that came to be. How did this organization even come to be right right i think that would be more interesting because we really don't know much more about them by design i'm sure you're not supposed to it's supposed to be this elusive thing you know that people are aware of but like don't know but i i now that i've kind of had my uh itch scratched for the uh the continental Mm. um that would be my next request so if anybody's listening that could make that happen i know it'd be several years from now but that's fine you know sure unless you're already making it and i just don't know um, but yeah, I think the high table would be interesting. I would love to, I still want to know what happened to the adjudicator too. Like what's sure. with the mask? What was with your face, man? I know, Why didn't we right? get to see it? And she's I know, a, it's weird. Right? I don't know I if you know who. gross face. Well, we got to see it like after she got shot in the head ever so briefly, but uh, we yeah, still don't really know what happened. That's uh-uh. a pretty gruesome uh, scar. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, she was missing some stuff there for sure. Yeah. So yeah, when 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 Mel was eating and saw it, it was just like, like, how are you thinking of anything else right now? I'm still thinking of her face. Like, yeah, she knew it was a power play to show mm-hmm. that face. Like, mm-hmm. and I also thought I thought it was disappointing because she is such a lovely looking woman in real life mm-hmm. that they covered her face and then only to make her look <laughs> more grotesque. So dis- was like, so well, damn. I should look her up here to see. Uh, I don't. Again, Katie, have to... Katie McGrath is her name. She, I, I knew her from uh, Supergirl. She played uh, Lex Luthor's sister, and I recognized yeah. her eyes. Like I, I could just tell it was her. And yeah, now that I'm seeing her face, I was like, yeah, yeah I think I uh, remember her from a couple of things um, from the past for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, Jurassic World. Nice. Yeah, she was the uh, assistant to. Bryce Dallas Howard. She was babysitting the kids when they showed up at the park. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah. So fun. I don't know. I thought they all did. I thought they all did a a really nice job. And again, yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't know if we're allowed to like Mel anymore or whatever, but that was, uh, I don't know. I'm like, it's been 20 years. Hopefully he's made amends and changed. Mm -hmm. I think it's fine unless he's just been continually doing it and just better about not being caught than fine. Yeah. I would like to think in 20 years, um, people can grow. Yeah. You would change. You would different people. Um, but either way, I still, I enjoyed his, his character here. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's certain actors now, like in their later life that I'm enjoying their, their work a lot more than I did in their earlier stuff. Yeah. (laughs) 
but uh, Hugh Grant's one of them. I'm very much enjoying late later life Hugh Grant than I ever did his earlier work. <laughs> yeah. He, getting with Guy Ritchie, I think, was good for him. Like, I don't know. He's just had more way more fun roles since he's been doing that. But uh, but yeah, I think they all did great. It was a great cast. Um, hmm. I'm trying to, I want to look up that one chick, too, that played Yen, because I'm hoping she's just, like, some really awesome martial artist. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. She looks way different here when they're not making her all up to look, <laughs> right? you know, like she's been crawling through all of the drenches, like, her entire life. Um, I don't know any of these things. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, maybe, maybe more, more moving forward. Here we go. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Go watch it. If you like action um, and you got Peacock, I guess, too. Sure. That's yeah. You got to have Peacock. Because, like, <laughs> nothing's just free anymore on TV. Um, mm. I loved it. I don't know. So, yeah. yeah the con- the Continental down. I want to hear about the high table next. Yes. So, who, do- who do we got to write for that? I don't know. We'll NBC? just we'll hit up Peacock and be like, hey. Well, I guess it'd have to be Lionsgate since they're the producers. And uh, there's complications. People and whoever owns whatever. Everybody I don't wants know. their money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I that's what I want. And 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 since we moved into you know assassins from all over the world, hello, all over the world. There's mm-hmm. so many people. Yeah, that we could do. Well, siblings, uh, what what did you think of the Continental? If you saw it or or yeah. what have you, you can tell us on on social medias, all the platforms that we're on at Super Mega Crash because we're on. Every single one of them that I am aware of that's that, that, not complicated. That we know about, yeah. <laughs> I say <laughs> not complicated. Jump through hoops. Yeah, because yeah, I'm not going hoops. on Mastodon. Hoops. Hoops. Yeah. Uh, so if if you want to tell us a big long story about your continental thing, send us an email at supermegacrash@gmail.com. Patreon if you want to support the show, Pencil Paper Productions. Uh, five star reviews on those on those podcasting apps that you love so much that helps, that us, helps us grow. Us Please. Uh, tell those people to do the same thing if you if you recommend our show. And finally, keep up with the show. Pencilpaperproductions.com slash super mega crash. Links are in the show notes. Join us again next week, siblings. But until then, go beyond your limits. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.